We're going we're gonna to read the word together. Eli, come on, put your hands together for Eli, one of our interns. What a great guy. We're going to read this together. We're going to read a, a good portion of the scripture. So just kind of lay down your ADD for a few minutes. Lock in with me. Amen. Amen. Would you read with me? It's going to be right here. I need everybody to read together. It is going to be a bit of a, some scripture. It's going to be out of first uh, Ephesians 1 and then a, Ephesians 2. Everybody ready? On three. Can we do that? One, two, three. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, amen, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceedingly greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. Say, 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 just stop for a minute. So, so stop. So, so. I can't, I just can't go by that, Craig. Everyone say, seated him. Seated. We're going to talk a lot about that today. Okay. And seated him in, in, in a very important place. Jail, you're, you're interrupting, yeah? I want you to get it because you can just read stuff, okay? In a very important place, here we go. Let's start this section again on three. One, two, three. And seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above prince, powers, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him the head over all things to the church. Isn't that beautiful? Sorry if I stamped and scared anybody. We're going to read another section out of Ephesians 2. Everyone say twinsies. Watch this twinsie. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Raised us up together. Made us set together. Where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show his exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace... You have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We'll get to walk in them next week. Right now, we're going to set, I tell you, neighbor, right now, sit down. Set down. We're going to talk about set today. Next week, a bit about walk. Another week, Lord willing, stand. I think somebody else is doing that 
that sermon, but I, I want to talk to you today about setting. And it doesn't really mean setting, even though you could look at it in this position right here, setting, because when you're setting, all the pressure's off of you, all your weight is on something else, these legs are holding me up. It's important that you understand what setting is. Setting of where we're coming from is the place the position that you're in right now, the position that God has put you in, a position of you understanding, don't, 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 don't zone me out, you understanding what Jesus has done for you. A setting position of understanding and understanding what Jesus, the knowledge of his revelation of what Jesus has already done from you. A seated position of understanding. If you don't understand what Jesus has done for you, it's very easy to get all religious, legalistic, and whacked out in your faith. You can become, be, become doing and, and doing a lot of different things when you don't understand the revelation the foundation of what Jesus has already done for you and that you can rest in that place, you can set in that place, and from that place you walk. You got to learn to set before you can walk and before you can stand. The walking is kind of like our walk in Christ, our walk, our doings, our work, our standing is about where we stand against the enemy, but you got to learn to set before you can walk and before you can stand. Are you feeling me today? You, you, you don't want to get, see, see, I struggle, man. I want to let you know right now, I'm a doer, man. I want to get her done and this is hard for me. But the older I get, maybe God is renewing me and, 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 and bring me back to some of the foundational principles in my life. But I want to let you know, it's so vital that you understand the setting before all of a sudden you get born again and you're doing and you're walking and you're standing, but you never learn to say, you never learn that I am justified in Jesus Christ. I, I'm justified, just as if I've never done anything wrong. That's a setting position. It, it, it's a setting position knowing that I'm the righteousness of Jesus. I am a righteous brother right here, yo, because of Jesus. Nothing to do with myself. I've been redeemed. Come on, somebody. I'm saved by grace. Nothing of my own work, nothing of my own doings. It's the favor of God. It's a gift from God. Under, this, this is all areas that we have to get down in our life of setting, understanding that you're seated on the right hand of the Father. We're going to dive into that right now, but it's so important that you understand your seated position before you start to walk and before you start to stand. Are you with me right now? Everyone say, sit down. Even in communion this morning, we celebrated not what Jesus was going to do, but what Jesus has already done. What, what Connor was saying, remembering, remembering the body, remembering uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want to talk to you. We're going to start this whole time out by the area of setting. I want to talk to you about the setting because I think for a lot of people, the setting is very, very tough for them to do. My buddy Stephen Shortridge right here, I think he's a pretty good setter. Setting doesn't mean lazy. Setting doesn't mean sleeping. Setting means, wow, getting into the presence of God, tapping into the revelation of God, working out of a place of what Jesus has already. How many know that Jesus has done it all? 
See, 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 that's what you got to really grasp in this series, that Jesus has done it all. And until you get the revelation that he's done it all for you and I, if you ever get that mixed up and you try to start earning brownie points and throw your works in a little bit in order to be loved or received or saved, that's where you can get all whacked out and religious and legalistic and you name it, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You want to understand that you want to work out of a place of setting. Are you with me? Let me show you a beautiful revelation that Watchman Nees brings out of this book. Uh, since the very beginning of creation, God has desired us first to set. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 is going to be right behind me. But I want you to see this from the very get-go of creation, what God has done. Follow with me on this. Don't miss this revelation. Look at this. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Say that with me, our image. Woo, that's a whole nother sermon right there that's beautiful. Jesus is, God is, Holy Spirit has never been alone. God has always been about family and community. In our image, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God was hovering over dark. Oh, I can't even preach that right now because I don't have time. But that's beautiful right there, the beauty of community. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But everyone say our, our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. See, we're way different than birds and way different from fish and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man, look, 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 in his image. We're the only, we're not creepies. We're not fishies. We're not birdies. We're not bulls as much as I like to shoot a bull elk. Oh, somebody's offended right now. But you'll pull up the McDonald's in a heartbeat. Come on, somebody. Wow. That's for free. So he created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Boy, we got all kinds of names for men and women today. And Jesus makes it very clear you're a man and you're a, you're a woman. You're a lady. You're a man. You're a male and a female. Come on, somebody. Don't get that confused. Oh, I hear the rocks rattling under the seats this morning. I might be ducking here in a few minutes. Male and female, he created them. My wife brought that beautiful revelation to me. Look, look, this beautiful, look, look, look at what Watchman Nee says. Guess what day that was? Guess what day that was that God created man in his own image? Everyone say the sixth day. Sixth day. What's after the sixth day? What, 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 what number is after six? Seven. What did God do on the seventh? Man's first full day of ever living in creation, he rested. You got to learn to set before walking and standing. He set. 
Look what it says. Genesis 1, 3, 31, then God saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. <laughs> it was good until he made man. And then he said it was very good. Wonderful, huh? So in the evening of the morning were the sixth day. Wow. In the very beginning, God wants me and you to rest. Now, I want you to look back at Ephesians 1.20. I'm just going to bounce, going to renew, kind of just bring out some things out of Ephesians that we've already read this morning. Ephesians 1.20 says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the capital H, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand, that right hand is a place of honor. The right hand is a all-powerful type of position, okay? This is not just, say, it's not just there for the, the fun of it. No, no, no. He placed Jesus at the right hand, this place of honor, this place of authority, this place of power, and, and what does it say? Set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So I want to bring out a few things. Number one, he raised him from the dead. Everyone say raised from the dead. Everyone say seated him. Thank you. At the right hand, say that with me, right hand, in heavenly places. Now I told you we read the other one, Ephesians 2. This talked about Jesus, and it's all about Jesus. But I also want you to see the twinsy, the comparison, because the comparison is no mistake out of Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2 when it talks about Jesus and when it talks about you. Ephesians 2, 5 through 6. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Number one, he raised us from the dead. Number two, he raises us up. Number three, he made us set together. Where? Number four, in heavenly places. Number five, in Christ Jesus. Okay, you following that? Jesus was raised from the dead, and so were you and I. Remember what Paul says. I've been crucified, what? With Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives. You can take that scripture and put your name in there. Jonathan's been crucified. J-O, some people don't even know my real name. J-O has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When Christ was crucified, I was crucified. Are you with me today? Okay, Jesus raised, God raised Jesus from the dead. Guess what? I'm raised from the dead. Isn't that some good news? I, I died with Christ. Now I have risen with Christ. Now guess what? God seated Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Guess where I'm seated? And I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about you. The Bible says it. You are now, you have the most pristine seat in all of heavenless. You are seated in heavenly places. You are seated with Christ, not just with Christ. You are seated, listen, in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? Raised from the dead, seated in heavenly places, seated in a beautiful place of honor, a place of authority 
Wow, what a, what a wonderful thing. I asked my pastor about this scripture, and he sent me a beautiful text that I want to read today. How many know that pastors have pastors? Everyone should have a pastor. Everyone should have a mentor. Everyone should have a Paul in their life. I think you should have a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy, but that's a whole other message. This is what my, my Paul said this morning, or actually this week. He, texted, he said this from Pastor Bob McGregor. To the Apostle Paul, everything is ecclesiological, okay? You want to say that word for me, Craig? Yes, say it real loud. Yeah, it's a pretty tricky word. Okay, what does that mean? That is, the listen, get this. The future is a reality, Okay? The future is a reality. It's speaking of like end times, but though it's future, it's also Paul writes this way as it is reality to you and I, okay? He goes on to say, and we are to live in that reality now. We will rule with him so we should rule now. It's beautiful. We are adopted sons, so live like sons now. Could I say this? You're an adopted daughter, so live like daughters now. Are, are you getting this? This is way too, too, too good to be so quiet this morning. This, this is real stuff. This is, this is what you need to grasp today in setting, okay? The Spirit bridges us to heaven now. We taste it now. It is not the full meal, but it is a taste, when we walk in the spirit and obedience now and exercise authority now and rest in the finished work of Christ now, we are living the lifestyle of the future when we will be with him. We are not paupers. We are princes or princesses. Are you with me today? Can I put it a little bit more simple? You're somewhere in the future. And you look much better than you do right now. You're somewhere in the future. And you, oh, oh, we got to start that all over right there. I will not allow you guys to be quiet on such a powerful, powerful macho or mantra. You're somewhere in the future. And you look much better than you do right. You're somewhere in the future. And you look much better than you do right. You're somewhere in the future. And you look much much better than you do right. Say this, I'm seated, I'm seated. right now I'm in heavenly places. I'm not a pauper. I'm a prince or a princess. I know I try to make things so that hopefully you grasp it, but I want you to grasp the reality of that today. If you're a believer, who you are in Christ, that God wants you to understand your position, your relationship. You understand what God has done for you. And out of that, we're going to talk next week about walking. He raised you from the dead. I am alive, because you are alive. Jesus, your presence is changing my life. I'm saved by the power of your life in mine. I'm saved by the power 
of your life in my I am alive because you are alive Jesus your presence is changing my life I'm saved by the power of your life in mine I'm saved by the power of your life in mine isn't that beautiful wow I'm alive because you're alive he raised me and you from the dead you and I have been raised, Ephesians 2, 5, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. It didn't say he's going to make you alive. He said he's made you alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. Come on, say this with me. I'm alive because of Christ living in me. Say it with me again. I'm sated. I got you with some wrong grammar right there, huh? I got you going with me. I'm seated in heavenly places in this very moment. Amen. Jesus, he set you and I together, and this is where I want to camp out today. Say that with me, set. I think it's so easy in life in America that a person gets born again and comes to know Jesus Christ and you hit the pavement running. And I understand that. I mean, after I got born again, man, not too long after that, uh, you know, after I really got born again, after backsliding and being all crazy and all those things, I mean, I was on the streets preaching. My first date with my wife was uh, on, the, on the streets of California preaching. And, and so I know what it's like just to hit the ground running, but it's so vital that you and I understand line upon line what Jesus has done, where we can set in that place and then out of that place, out of the knowledge, out of the, listen, understanding of what Christ has done for you and I, then from that place, we do wonderful works you, you don't get them all twisted and backwards like you're working your way. or you know, That's where religion comes in and it gets all jacked up. No, 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 no. You are setting your works is from a place of response to what God has already done for you. Yeah. You're so crazy in love because you have an understanding of what Jesus has done. Is that you want to you serve at Father's Market and tell people about Jesus and, 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 and witness to them and tell them your testimony. Why? Not because out of petty little works, out of dead faith, but out of a, a living, setting, understanding revelation of what Christ has done for you and I. Hey, that's a good time. That's a good place for an amen. amen. Let me show you the difference. Luke 10, 38 through 42. I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to realize there's two types of people in this room today, probably. I got Probably a lot of the one, I don't want to give it away, but I think you'll get it in a minute. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a, a city village and a certain woman named Martha, say that with me, Martha, welcomed him into her house. And she uh, had a sister called Mary, say that with me, Mary, who, look, 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 who, 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 at Jesus' feet. <laughs> Let me read on. And heard his word. Wow. 
Martha was distracted. Get the water. Get the communion. Come on, get distracted. She, she was distracted means to drag around. It means to, it, it, just, she was probably just dragging her baggage around. It also means to be driven about mentally, to be distracted. It, it means more than that, but that's some really key words. She was distracted with much serving. How many of you know serving is not bad? Out of the place of setting. She approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Tell lazy, lazy, lazy behind Mary to get up and help me. Yo. I love Jesus' response. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Martha, 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 you need to chill. I, I just added that. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Whew. And Mary has chosen that good part. Say that with me, good part. Let that sink in. Selah. Meditate on that. What Jesus says is the good part. Which will not be taken away from her. The antidote, what if the antidote, which it is for worry and trouble and many, many other things is. <sighs> Sit down. Martha, you need to sit down, woman. You're making me anxious running around, driving me crazy. You need to chill. What if the, the antidote for all the worries and troubles and the things that we're faced with is to sit down? Uh, sitting down doing nothing, J.O.? Well, it might be sometimes doing nothing. Because remember, number one, set to rest. Say that with me, set to rest. Set to rest. The very first thing that God had Adam to do for the full day was set down Facebook and look into his face. Set down maybe a magazine or whatever your thing is and get into his face. Set down and rest. Set down and be with him. Set down with the Holy Spirit, sit down with God the Father, sit down and just be in the presence of God Almighty. The very first day of creation after Adam was created was just, I want you to rest. Rest in me. You know, the Bible really encourages me and you to enter into his rest. What if a lot of our emotional problems right now and mental problems is because we never really enter into his rest? I'm not talking about sleeping. Sleeping is good, but there's also a place of resting. Here lately, I probably about four, five, six times, I've done days of solitude, and oh my goodness, I'll go out, and guess what I'll do? I'll just sometimes lay there, put worship music right here, and 
Just wait on him. How many know he's in the waiting? <laughs> he's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Everyone say rest. Yeah. Set to rest. My wife told me this yesterday. I was like, wow, what a famous quote. <laughs> God works best in our rest. Oh, it's better than that. Come on, somebody. God works best in our rest. Say that with me. God works best in our rest. Number two, sit down and be. Sit down and be. Be what? Be a son. Be a daughter. Come on, you've heard this before. I'm not a human doing. I'm a what? Human. Come on, God wants you to set. Man, I'm a, I am, no, you, you, you just need to say this with me. I am a son. If you're a daughter, say that with me. I am. Uh, come on. You need to get that out of your heart, into, into your ears, and down into your guts today. Come on. We are sons. If you're a believer today, you're a son or a daughter of the most high God, the one that hung the stars and painted the skies and over all creation, the maker. I mean, he is awesome, man. He is awesome. We don't even have words to even declare, articulate who God is, but he calls you a son or a daughter. Come on. We just need to be. Be. Not just do. He wants to have a relationship with you. How important is that relationship to God? Let me just read how important it is to him. See, you were born not just to work nine to five and raise a family and be married and own a business and enjoy sports and all those different things, which is fine. You were number one, uno, baby-o, to be in relationship with him. And it's vital to him. Look what he says, Matthew 7, 21, 23. Very challenging scripture. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Ooh. Ooh. Just because you say it. But he who does the will of the Father, of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Look, look at this. Cast out demons in your name done many wonders in you. These people are operating in signs and wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus. But they had a problem. They didn't know Jesus. Say that with me, no. That's a very, very intimate word. In the Old Testament, it's yada. Those who know their God, Daniel, those who know, those who yada their God shall do great exploits. He wants you to know him. Let me finish it. And then I will declare to them, I never look, knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know, sometimes I just want to be with my wife. Just want to be. Just want to be with my kids on Monday night. Just want to be. I think the prodigal son, he had ran from his dad. He had it all in his mind. Oh, I'm going to get to my dad and tell him what a, what a pagan I am, what a, what a knucklehead I am. And you know what God wanted to do? The father, the father, the prodigal father, he just wanted to be with his son. Come on, get the robe. 
Get the ring, get the sandals, baby. We're going to party down. I just want to be with you. Just be. Rest in being. Tell your neighbor right now, rest in being. Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part. It's going to set. Number three, set to receive. So many things God has for you and I, it's not by us working for it, it's by receiving. How do you think that you get the love of the Father? You receive it. How do you think that you get forgiveness? It's already been done. It's already been given. Come on, you, come on, say this with you receive it. Sometimes we need to do a lot more receiving before we're walking and standing and getting things all jacked up when God has much for you to receive. I love him because he first what? Receive. God wants you and I to receive. Receiving the promises. Receiving like we read before, you know, God has provided for you every spiritual gift there is for you and I. I don't know if we always operate in everything that God has for us because you first got it. Look, look. Everyone say, receive. He has many gifts for you and I, but he wants you to first receive from a position of setting. Now, setting is not really always setting. I'm, I'm using this as an example, but you can be doing right here and just like, I'm just receiving. You don't even have to be looking like you're receiving and receiving. You know what I'm saying? I could be looking all spiritual and be, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, uh, three little pigs or three little bears or three little porcupines, if you want to say that. Are you, are you following me? Everyone say, receive. He wants you to receive in your prayer life and in your word life. For by grace you have been saved. How do you receive the, the grace? Well, you, you receive it by receiving it. It's a free gift. Somebody say free gift. You've got to open it. You've got to receive it into your heart. This is where if you are not been trained in the setting position, you can get that all jacked up. And before you know it, you're running with God and you've been walking with God five years. And all of a sudden, you go through massive changes because you never learned how to set. You, know, you never got that down of setting. Number four, set in community. Say that with me, community. Let, let me say this real quick because i got to get done. Jesus fed the 5,000. How many of you remember that story? How many of you remember, don't go to sleep with me, don't go to sleep on me. How many of you remember him feeding 5,000 with the bread and put your hand up? Come on, good, 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 good. Guess what he made them do first? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm not going to feed you until you, oh, y'all, y'all, <laughs> I'm not going to feed you till you, yeah. tell your neighbor right now, sit down. Yeah. Good, good. He made them sit down. What's so important about that? Hey, come into the church community. Sometimes people need to come and they need to come and sit down. 
Sometimes it's like a rest area. I just prayed for someone last week that was so beat up in life, in church, generally speaking. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to come in and sit down. Now, I don't want you to sit forever. How many of you just stay living at the rest area beside the interstate? No, no, no. Hang out for a bit. Come on, rest up for a bit, and then next week we're going to talk about walking. But sometimes you need to set in community and receive and, receive and get the food that God has for you and I. I went to City Group this week. Matt, Matt Bax, Jimmy, is Jimmy here? Man, what a great City Group, 7 o'clock, Union Coffee Shop. And I'm like, I'm going under cover. I'm just kind of going under the radar. I'm just going to receive. And man, what is a great time at that city group, man group, talking about what happened in Texas and, and just encouraging one another and challenging one another. It was beautiful. Come on, somebody say, sit down. And another one, number five, set in authority. Say that with me, set in authority. What does that mean? You're seated. Right now, if you're a believer, if you're not, you need to change that. You just need to change that today. But if you're a believer, you're seated in heavenly places right now on the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. Look at this scripture, Matthew twenty-two forty-four. The Lord said to my Lord, set at my right hand till I make your enemies a footstool. Guess where the footstool is? You are seated in a place of authority. The, the enemy has, you, you, you got to learn this uh, out, out of Luke 10, 19. God's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Come on, Steve. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. It talks about tramping on scorpions and snakes. Guess what? That's not your typical scorpions and snakes. God has Listen, you're not going to be victorious. You are victorious. Because why? He's Jehovah Nisi. You have the victory. Quit praying about getting the victory. You have the victory. You're somewhere in the future. And you look, come on, you need to walk in the victory. Amen? But it starts right here. Boop, 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 boop. Footstool. We sing this. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's up. Don't we sing that, Seth? Yeah, say yes, Seth. Say yes. What does that mean? You have authority, amen? You have a, We're going to close this down right now. I'm losing everybody. Let me just finish this way, church. When you're in trouble... When we're in trouble, when all hell is breaking loose, when you're losing your mind, when the hell's coming in on you, when you don't know how to pay your bills, when you're having a fight with your wife, when you lose your job, come on, tell your neighbor right now, sit down. T.D. Jake says, when you sit, when you sit, God stands. I'd rather have Jesus doing my work for me than me just trying to in vain do everything that God's already done for you and me. Amen.